0: How does one live as a humanist? What are our values? What is unique about living as a humanist in Northwest Ohio? My name is Douglas Berger, and this is Glass City Humanist. In today's episode, we will talk to Emily Newman, Education Coordinator for the AHA Center for Education. We will discuss the Here for Climate Change project, and how climate change will be the theme for this year's Secular Week of Action that it is due to take place May 1st through the 10th, and coincides with the National Day of Reason. Climate change is the increase in human-caused global surface temperatures, and the effects of that rise on the world's weather. 97% of climate scientists, as well as most science organizations, believe that climate change is real and caused by humans. Climate change and its effects also are part of other social justice issues humanists need to be aware of, such as income inequality and racism. The president of the American Humanist Association, Sunil Pankhiaf, emphasized that humanity is operating on an ecological imbalance that cannot be sustained. The science is clear and each of us needs to recognize our personal and collective responsibility to protect this planet's resources and cultivate healthy ecosystems. Tackling climate change helps move us toward substantive solutions impacting racial, regional, social, environmental, and other injustices, explained Roy Speckhart, American Humanist Association Executive Director. Only by taking aggressive action do we stand a chance at braving the climate crisis, and transitioning to a greener world.
1: I'm Amy Goodman. We're broadcasting from inside the UN Climate Summit here in Madrid, Spain. As world leaders have gathered here to address the climate crisis, massive wildfires have engulfed Australia in flames and smoke. More than 100 climate-fueled blazes have killed at least six people and pushed air quality levels in Sydney to 12 times hazardous levels. This year is the worst wildfire season in Australia's history. On Wednesday, thousands brave toxic black smoke and extreme air pollution to protest the government's climate inaction outside Sydney's town hall. We are
0: here
2: Paul McKibben, welcome back to Fresh Air. You know, you note that climate change is such a familiar term that, you know, it's like urban sprawl or, you know, gun violence, that it's sort of a part of our journalistic lexicon and, and there's been a lot of alarming information about climate change. And, and when I read your book, I found even more alarming information and I think <laughs> it's worth dwelling on it just a little bit. One of the things that struck me was heat waves. Not heat waves fifty years from now, but heat waves today. What are we finding Well, we're already finding heat that taxes the ability of the human body to endure it. The highest reliably recorded temperatures on Earth have happened in the last couple of years. They've been in parts of the Mideast and the Asian subcontinent where city temperatures have reached 129 degrees. When they try to factor in the the humidity, the dew point, uh, People have been describing feels like temperatures as high as 165 degrees. I mean, 129 degrees Fahrenheit, that's about where my oven begins, you know. And a human being can survive it maybe for a few hours inside, in the shade, um, but they can't survive it long term. And the scientists are telling us without any hesitation that on current trends by the middle or latter part of the century, vast swaths of the planet will be experiencing those temperatures for weeks on end. And there'll be, in essence, no-go zones for human beings, no-go zones in those continental interiors, but also, of course, no-go zones along the coasts where the oceans are rising and where storms are getting more powerful. The, the, the game board on which we play the game of human beings is shrinking and shrinking dramatically for the first time since humans wandered out of Africa and started expanding their range.
1: Thick smoke and fierce flames cover canyons in Southern California. As a new fire, the Getty Fire burns furiously consuming more than 500 acres of hillside across the west side of Los Angeles, the fire forcing highway patrol to close parts of a major freeway, the 405. More than 10,000 structures are under mandatory evacuation, including the campus of Mount St. Mary's University, just north of the Getty Museum. Oh, oh my God. Students at that college running out of their dorm rooms in the middle of the night.
0: Look how close the fire is literally right
1: there. Officials warning of extreme shifts in weather that can happen in seconds.
2: Don't think that you know just because of past experience how quickly a fire can move.
1: In Northern California, a similar scene playing out in Sonoma County where crews are battling the Kincaid Fire for a sixth day. More than 66,000 acres have already burned in one country. Nearly 200,000 people forced to flee their homes.
2: It's on fire. The roads on okay. fire. I'm getting, getting over. I'm
1: getting over. Officials say the Kincaid fire doubled in size Sunday as winds gusted to hurricane force. Firefighters are taking advantage of a brief break in winds Monday, but forecasters warn it's temporary. We've got a kind of a quiet 24-hour window right now, and then we're going to go into another critical period uh, Tuesday night into Wednesday. Those not forced to evacuate are dealing with power outages put in place for nearly 1 million people in the Bay Area by the local power company. All part of an effort to prevent the fire from spreading.
0: There is no doubt that climate change is an existential threat to humanity. Effects of climate change are all around us, and they will get worse if we do nothing about it. The effects of climate change also trickle down to other social justice issues, like income inequality and racism. Humanists are in a perfect position to help take action on climate change, and the American Humanist Association has a project that wants to do just that. Humanist Environmental Response Effort, or HERE, for climate, connects local individuals and community organizations with the resources they need to have an impact, offering a roadmap for us to move from, what can I do, to, we can do this. The project is designed to help both individuals and groups encourage local, immediate change that will make a difference, even when our federal government may not. Here for Climate started in 2019, and the initiative initially raised over $112,000 in its second quarter, in addition to the original $100,000 match setup. Most of the donations came from 1,300 new donors. The Here for Climate website has been viewed over 58,000 times by close to 46,000 visitors. Our guest today, Emily Newman, Education Coordinator for AHA Center for Education, can give us more information about Here for Climate and the Secular Week of Action. I wanted to start out uh, by finding out The basics of the uh, Here for Climate program that the AHA is doing. Uh, Could you kind of explain how it started and what it is?
3: Sure. Um, So Here for Climate is our climate change initiative. Um, The Here stands for Humanist Environmental Response effort, and it was all started um, in April 2019 with the support of a generous challenge grant from two of our AHA members. Um, So we developed this website with lots of information that helps uh, humanists and not just humanists, you know, people in general who care about taking action um, in our communities and the greater society um, in a, to address climate change and the issues that the crisis brings up. Um, and then along with the website and some publicity campaigns, we also had a launch event in May 2019, which is part of our ongoing open lecture series. So that event happened in Minneapolis and focused on climate justice.
0: Okay. And uh, and you said it got started in 2019. Uh, was there like a specific incident that uh, brought it about or... Or did it just kind of people just got together and said, hey, we need to do this?
3: Yeah, I think there's been definitely growing awareness about and impact of the climate crisis. And so we were approached by these um, dedicated AHA uh, members who were like, you know, we really want to do something that gets more of our humanist community involved, makes us... You know, kind of not only acknowledge that we are responsible uh, for our actions, but we're also greatly responsible for how we take care of the world around us, and seeing if we can encourage and inspire more action by making it easier for us to share ideas on the um, types of events and campaigns, projects that are useful, um, and then also share the successes of groups that are already doing those um, projects and events um, as well as build awareness about things beyond our community.
0: And uh, what type of uh, projects and events have, has the uh, project uh, been doing recently?
3: Sure. Um, so we have a whole take action section on the website, um, which goes from individual things like how to just live a more sustainable life, think, little changes that you can do in your day-to-day Action um to you know bigger kind of like greening your home and office projects um and then bigger things that you can do with more folks so we want to make sure that we kind of have that spread of um realize your impact on the world um realize how you can work together with other people to um to you know help the world be healthier how you can Um, communicate with your legislators on changes and concerns that they need to be aware of. Um, And and just, and also ways that we can kind of, you know, not get scared by all of these serious issues, focus of environmentalism to also develop some more um, social community building opportunities. So like in the take action, there's examples of doing living room discussions Or postcard writing campaigns, um, gathering people together for marches and rallies, or even for you know talks where we learn more about the science behind climate crisis.
0: What's the uh, website address for for the project?
3: Yeah, so it's uh, here for climate. That's h e r e f o r c l i m a t e dot org. and you can access that all through the American Humanist website or the um, AHA Center for Education website.
0: One of one of the important uh, principles of humanism is being responsive to uh, climate issues. Um, so, why would a, a humanist, besides that, being part of our um, uh, philosophy, uh, why else would a humanist want to get involved with? Uh, trying to prevent climate
3: change i think the the bare bones basic reason is just our understanding of how we have one life on this one planet um, and we want to make the most of it for ourselves and each other so that includes needing to stay healthy and safe um, and also be aware of the the beauty of nature around us Um, but when you really kind of break down you know what happens in this climate crisis, we see how endangered a lot of populations are, and maybe not yet as much as they realize, but definitely changes are happening to our food production, our air quality, the accessibility to needed resources like clean water. Um, As we deny the science behind climate change, we're really just kind of hurting everybody because it means that we're not looking for... good solutions and that we are um, inevitably going to be kind of making the issue a bigger problem, not just now, but especially for generations to come.
0: Currently, there was an email that went out where the Here for Climate uh, project was going to be the theme or the facilitator of the theme for the Secular Week of Action. Can you tell us about uh, what the Secular Week of Action is?
3: So, secular week of action always occurs um, in conjunction with the week of prayer and the um, the national day of reason in May, which is also the fir- the national day of prayer. So, the secular humanist movement has decided that um, we we wanted to make sure that as uh, religious folks are trying to gather people together to emphasize the importance of prayer in their communities, that we were gathering people together to recognize the importance of action, that you know you can't just hope and pray and think about things changing, we actually need to do change um, and to be out there supporting our communities, um, raising concern about big issues. And in general, the Week of Action has been very open to you know, any projects and events that groups wanted to do, and of a way to heighten awareness of what our groups do throughout the year but especially during that week. Uh, This is the first year that we have a theme for it and um, that's going to be on climate change and the uh, Foundation Beyond Belief is kind of leading the way with the publicity aspect of the week of action and we're working with them to Connect the resources that we have and are developing for uh, here for climate to be able to share widely. There's other groups that have, um, you know, environmental action in their groups, so we're, we're happy to share those as well. Um, and we're looking to be able to really promote the idea of how environmentalism, especially climate change, is deeply connected to reason and critical thinking and science.
0: I know our group participated in the Secular Week of Action last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did. Uh, we worked at the food bank, the Northwest Ohio Food Bank. Um, so, our, is the AHA planning on uh, um, helping promote uh, some of these projects that people that groups are going to be doing this year, like uh, kind of doing like a write up in the Humanist magazine or on the website? Is that the plan?
3: Definitely. Um, Yeah, like we usually are like a um, roundup of events that our groups are doing. This year, we wanted to do even more. So I'm working on an article for thehumanist.com that announces the theme of Week of Action is going to be on climate change and, you know, directing people to being inspired by some of the ideas on the Here for Climate website, as well as more things we're adding, Um, and also kind of gives that that heads up of like, this is a great time to start thinking about what your group would like to do and let us know so that we can make sure that we share that with other people uh, so that we can have a very big and successful week of action. And you'll definitely see, as usual, another Roundup um, article that shares all the events that our groups actually are doing. And of course, we love to see pictures too, because it's nice to be able to uh, connect with groups across the country.
0: And have you had any uh, uh, groups announcing projects yet, or or is it still all in the planning stages?
3: Um, there's definitely groups scheduling things. I mean, I know that we've had groups even reaching out to us um, right at the beginning of 2020, um, asking for information. I unfortunately don't have prepared for you a list of great <laughs> examples, but I can say that in DC, we're working on um, doing like. Uh, bird watching events um, to, you know, kind of just get out in nature together, um, doing postcards towards our legislators to especially um, point out specific bills uh, connected to climate change in their areas. And i um, going to be kind of bringing up climate change as a discussion um, into our regular monthly happy hour.
0: And you said that you were, that the D.C. group was doing uh, postcards for?
3: Oh, sure. So um, we are, we're going to develop a toolkit at the AHA. Um, I'm working with our legislative team on that so that we can share it with everybody. But we're going to be using that for a a postcard writing party in D.C.,
0: Was there anything else that you wanted to add uh, that you think that people should know about the Here for Climate or the Secular Week of Action?
3: No, I'll just do another reminder to visit hereforclimate.org and also um, check out the Week of Action site, which is Um, weekofaction.org. More information will be added to both, and we'll definitely be um, excited to collect whatever events or ideas that groups are doing so we can promote that. Um, and there's also ways to to support Here for Climate um outside of Week of Action, um both uh on the website and on social media.
0: And uh you do your I guess your job title is that you work in the Center for Education. Um could you tell us a little bit about the Center for Education and what, what it does for the AHA?
3: Love to. Um so, the center for Age, the AHA Center for Education um, was from a merger in 2018 of the Humanist Institute and the American Humanist Association. So, for many years um, before the merger, uh, we've been working on online courses, in-person trainings, um, our Humanist Studies Program, which is a graduate-level uh, training. Uh, for people ready to get more active and involved on a leadership level in the secular humanist movement. Um, And we also provide resources to local groups. So the AHA Center for Education has continued all of those efforts as well as expanded. So we've taken on the management of the um, local AHA affiliates and chapters. We have taken on continuing the Here for Climate project And supporting the Humanist Society, which endorses our celebrants and chaplains. Um, And we've expanded our on site trainings to include a master class that uh, is an intimate group of organization leaders uh, getting really uh, deep into a concern or issue connected to humanism that we can then spread into our organization. So we've looked at, for example, humanism and anti-blackness, um, addressing white nationalism. And recently we had our masterclass on intersectional humanism. Um, and we also have like the open lecture series on uh, climate justice that launched the Here for climate campaign. We have an annual open lecture series. So I'm working now on the 2021, which will be on intersectional feminism.
0: Are some of these, um, Presentations available uh, to the public to view, or or have they been like uploaded to like YouTube or anything like that?
3: Yes, the open lecture series is available as um, videos or podcasts on the AHA Center for Education website, um, and we also have um, online courses there. Some of them are free, uh, and some are one-time fee. Those are. Um, like text and image with quizzes so it's very self-guided and then we're also sharing our teleconferences and webinars um, on our websites. I believe the teleconferences that are for uh, the humanist society may be password protected um, for only endorsed celebrants but the uh, webinars for groups are currently open to everybody.
0: Yeah, and I know that as a humanist group leader, I I found the the month in a box things very, very enjoyable and helpful in scheduling our social media posts and even Mm -hmm. giving us some ideas for uh, topics to talk about at our meetings. So I really appreciate that part of it.
3: Thank you, yeah, we're definitely excited to keep expanding that. We're, we're now calling them Humanist Action Kits. Um, That's right,
0: Action Kits, okay. <laughs> <laughs>
3: got a cool new logo with it. Um, but yeah, I'm excited um, to be able to get people thinking about holidays that they maybe don't think about all the time, as well as um, adding some creative events. Um, what we're doing for the, the current round of um, Humanist Action Kits is also incorporating the 10 commitments um, that we developed. So there's like a theme for each month that connects to not only the events and holidays going on in that month, but various uh, topics connected to humanism that also connect to the commitments. So for example, obviously April makes sense to do one on environmentalism, which is not only um, a, Big deal because of, obviously, climate change and are Here for Climate campaign, but also Earth Day. And then we, you know, connect to the environmentalism commitment that we have.
0: Sorry if you may have mentioned it earlier. Uh, what, what are the dates for the Secular Week of Action?
3: Sure. The, um, it's going to be May 1st through 10th. So this is actually kind of a special year since we're they've expanded it from more than just a regular seven-day week to actually be 10 days so that we can cover two weekends, and that way there's more opportunities for groups to host events.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I did notice that uh, last year that it was a little bit uh, hard to schedule something because there was only one weekend available, and not all our members could be available during the week. So, but uh, yeah, having two weekends should uh, help out a lot. To get uh, participation.
3: Yeah, and then the um, the National Day of Reason is Thursday, May 7th.
0: And uh, for our listeners out there who may be interested in the American Humanist Association, how can they support uh, the, the group?
3: Yeah, we'd love to have more support. Uh, you can visit AmericanHumanist.org, and there you'll find uh, not only information about all that we do and all the stuff that we're that's coming up but also there's um, a button to join us and to donate um, and there's also links to the other uh, programs and partners that we work with. Um, We always love to kind of get to connect with people on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and have a YouTube channel. Um, We also have a local DC meetup And um, I encourage folks to make sure that they check out the um, find or start a group page because on our website, uh, because we have over 200 groups and are growing each day to make sure that we can connect more humanists on a local level.
0: Thank you, Emily, for joining us today. And it's been a pleasure speaking to you and uh, good luck with the projects.
3: Thanks. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Glass City Humanist. For further information, notes, and links, check out the episode page at glasscityhumanist.show. This show is written and produced by Douglas Berger, and he is solely responsible for the content. Comments and complaints can be left on the website or sent to listener comments at glasscityhumanist.show. We are sponsored in part by the Secular Humanists of Western Lake Erie, and they can be reached at humanistwle.org. The theme music used on Glass City Humanist is Your Call by Kevin MacLeod from filmmusic.io and is licensed through creativecommons.org as Attribution 4.0 International. Thank you, and see you next time.